0: Along the way, we adopted um, two different sectors of life, transport and food, because uh, it it just was natural after looking at the first biggest cause of carbon emissions in Britain to look for the second and the third, and we found that energy transport and food between them were responsible for about 80% of everybody's personal carbon footprint, and we thought that was a really empowering um, fact. Uh, for us in terms of focusing our work but also in terms of communicating to people about what they can do to do something about climate change because it means that uh, 80% of the problem is driven by the things, the choices we all make every day, how we power our homes, how we travel and what we eat. And so our work has broadened from being focused on energy to include transport and food.
1: Welcome to Resurgence Voices. For this episode, I spoke to the founder of Ecotricity, Dale Vince. Ecotricity is described as Britain's greenest energy company. Join me as I hear Dale's views on fracking, green gas, and hear the story behind the world's first vegan football team. My name is Marianne Brown, and this is Resurgence Voices.
0: Ethical living. Ecology. eco activism. Resurgence.
1: in terms of sourcing your energy can you explain just exactly how it's green
0: yeah we've um we've been developing uh, wind and uh, and solar parks since the well, since the early 90s actually we've got nearly 90 megawatts of uh, what we call wind parks uh, up and running uh, we built britain's first solar park and we brought green gas to britain in 2010 and we've come up with a new way of making it that doesn't involve food waste or energy crops but it involves grass, um, simply cropping marginal land for its grass twice a year, creating great nature habitats in the process and stuff like that. So uh, we haven't built one yet but we've got planning permission and we're hoping to get started before very long. That's a kind of new frontier for us. Uh, but our green energy is primarily from the wind and the sun uh, and our gas from grass when we can when we can get one built. We've only got one tariff and, and that's a big part of our ethos as a company. We We charge everybody the same price for the same thing. And it doesn't matter if you've been with us for 10 minutes or 10 years, you still pay the same price, which is quite the opposite to how most companies are operating today, where they offer a cut price for new customers and they charge their loyal customers more. Uh, So that's our ethical pricing approach. And what we did was we discovered that there are a lot of animal parts in the energy supply chain, Uh, It it began with a story about fish, dead fish from fish farms in Scotland uh, being used by SSE. And then as we dug further, we found that there was uh, slurry from pig farms and uh, abattoir waste and all this kind of stuff. And we discovered that it affects millions of people. And with the rise of uh, veganism uh, in Britain and around the world, actually, and, you know, the numbers of people that care about these issues, including animal welfare, not just a diet issue, uh, we thought we'd flag that up. And uh, we audited our own supply chain to make sure that uh, we were free of these ingredients, secret ingredients, we call them, because people weren't talking about it. And then we went to the Vegan Society and said, look, this is what we've found, and this is what we've done to make sure there's none in our supply chain. Um, can we have a vegan accreditation, which vegan society accreditation, which is quite radical and new for them. Um, but, you know, they worked on it with us for a couple of months, and that's what they're giving us. So what we announced really was that our power is vegan um, as, a, as a company. I, I think this, um, uh, this issue whereby farming had kind of bled over into energy and animal waste and animal parts were being used to make energy, I think that was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, uh, it was to us as well, actually. I mean, we knew that um, the use of slurry went on, um, but just quite the extent of it uh, was a surprise. So, um, I think people are becoming more conscious, not just about what they eat, but about what they wear. And, uh, and and now we've raised a new issue. You know, be wary of what you're powering your home with, because it may be called green energy. It's not just the Big Six doing this. Uh, new entrants new are doing it as well. They call it green. Um, but it's actually got animal abuse underpinning it.
1: Were you a vegan uh, before you started the company?
0: Yeah, I have been for uh, somewhere between three and four decades.
1: You mentioned fracking, um, and that's one area of course which the uk is there are some worrying developments can you explain what ecotricity does to oppose fracking yeah
0: we uh, obviously we offer green gas as an alternative and and in the same way that we uh, audited our supply chain to make sure animals can't get into the power part of that the electricity we've set up uh, gas supply contracts to ensure that fracking can't get into it either so we have declared ourselves frack free um we, we buy green gas in from uh, other people at the moment, but not from anything involving animals, as you might imagine. And we're planning to build our own uh, g- uh, gas from grass plants. But um, in the meantime, we are saying to uh, people, particularly people opposing fracking, but to the general public, that there is an alternative to fracking, actually. And sometimes people say, you know, we can use solar, we don't need fracking. But they're two different things. One's electricity, one's gas. And we still use a lot of gas in Britain. And we're saying there is an alternative. We can make our own gas and we can do it from grass. We published a report that showed there's enough marginal land in Britain to grow enough grass to make enough gas to power all the homes in Britain. So we're promoting this idea that there is an answer that's much better than fracking. Um, it'll save something like eight billion pounds a year from being um, just wasted on uh, you know, burning gas, create 150,000 jobs. And and create, uh, I think it was millions of hectares of uh, organic uh, wildlife kind of habitats in the process. So the other thing we do is we reach out to anti-fracking groups to see how we can help them. We set up um, a fund to help people that are facing legal costs and stuff like that. Um, in, in the fight against crime. Moving
1: on to a slightly more, well, much more positive part of your work, um, the the Forest Green Rovers. Can you explain a bit about who they are and and why they are? <laughs> well, we're a
0: football club, and we've been described as the greenest football club in the world by FIFA and more recently by the United Nations, uh, where we picked up an award last week in, uh, in New York. Um, and really, Forest Green is our local football club at EcoTrisities here in Scrab. And we got involved in 2010 to rescue the club and decided that if we were going to be responsible for running a football club, it was that or see it fold, uh, that we would bring our work into the world of football, uh, our work on sustainability, energy transport, food, that kind of stuff. And we figured that, uh, football fans are an audience that are relatively untouched by this kind of message, so it would be a, it would be a good challenge uh, and a good audience to bring this message to and that We hope that we could reach uh, not just our fans but the wider world of football and sports fans around the world, uh, although we didn't expect it to be as successful as it has been, and reach them with an environment message and try to make these these people who are passionate about sport make them passionate about the environment as well that 's what we set out to do. So um, we, we greened the club up entirely, and um, we use football as a channel to communicate an environment message, and it's staggeringly successful. In the last 12 months, we've, we've reached 3 billion people around the world with our message. Uh, that's measured for us by an agency, and that's through online radio, TV, and print uh, contact And uh, we've got supporters groups uh, that have sprung up in something like 20 different countries of the world. What we've found is we're creating a new kind of uh, football fan alongside this new kind of football club. People that care about the environment um, are becoming Forest Green fans because of what we stand for. And we're only a League Two football club. It's not like we're at the highest level of the game in England. Um, We're in the fourth tier. Uh, but our our exposure, our publicity um, is uh, is incredible, and I think it's been a really powerful message. Probably because it's quite counterintuitive that you can take all of this environment work into the world of football, which is often seen as a, a fairly kind of macho place, I think, and fairly kind of backward. Uh, mm-hmm. And actually, you can have success with it. The fans will embrace it, and um, and they have.
1: Um, how they're they're known as the vegan football team. How vegan are they? Does it extend not just to diet? Does it extend to clothes? Um, and are the footballers vegan throughout the rest of their lives, or just their footballing?
0: <laughs> we take the same approach with our players as we take with our fans and our staff and anybody in the general public. So uh, we do the things, or we do things in the way that we believe them according to our principles so when we're serving food it doesn't matter who we're serving it to we serve vegan food and when it comes to our players we feed them probably five times a week and so they have vegan food then we don't tell them what to do at home we don't say that to fans either um and we don't tell them what to wear and stuff like that but our approach on all of these issues is the same for everybody we do the things we believe in. We try to show people that there's another way to do things, a better way. And we hope that they pick some of that up and take it into their to their own lives. And so a couple of our players have gone full-time vegan. They've taken their families vegan. Lots of our fans have gone vegetarian and vegan. Um, and, you know, that approach kind of is working. It's, so it's not a it's not a dictating or preachy kind of approach. It's just a showing by doing and hoping that people pick it up and have a go at it.
1: The work. Some newspaper reports uh, which accused you of putting money into the football team instead of driving down prices of electric car charge points.
0: It's absolute nonsense. The um, the electric highway is already being uh, run at a loss. So people using it are not paying the full cost of it. Um, and And that's just some kind of reactionary nonsense from some arm of the media, I haven't read it myself
1: You have three sons um, what keeps you positive when you think about their futures in the context of climate change? Well, I don't let
0: stuff get me down, um, there are too many uh, too many things to do too many battles to fight um, I'm just a you know, very positive person so I don't have anything in particular that keeps me positive other than my nature I think
1: You can read more from our interview in the January-February edition of Resurgence and Ecologist magazine